next on the 5 o'clock report. Rain, ice, snow, wind. This is what they're trained for. We're not taking any chances. We have got to go after Iran. I'm not holding my breath. I got more reinforcements with layers of clothes on the way. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Here we go again. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. A state of emergency declared in western and central New York all in advance of a winter storm that's going to pack a wallop. All kinds of trouble for the region. Powerful storm moving through the Great Lakes will bring a variety of inclement weather conditions to our region this weekend. Rain, ice, snow, wind, rising, then plummeting temperatures all in the mix. That's meteorologist Kevin Williams. We'll have his updated forecast just ahead. Governor Hochul declaring that state of emergency in advance for 15 counties in western and central New York. The forecasted strong winds also prompting a ban beginning Saturday on empty and tandem trailers on I-90 from exit 46 all the way to the PA line, among other highways. Still about a 1,000 people in the listening area with Without power since Tuesday's windstorm, and now here come more high winds. But utility crews say they're ready. This is something that our crews, our line workers, our tree crews, this is what they're trained for. So they're certainly prepared for this. We're not taking any chances. We never do. We have uh, people who are going to be ready just like they were Tuesday for a repeat of what it looks like we just experienced. The same storm system is punishing the Midwest today, leaving bitter cold in its wake. Right now, every one of the continental United States is under some sort of weather watch or warning among the things that could impact NFL playoff games in Buffalo, which is hosting the Steelers, and Kansas City hosting Miami in what may be sub-zero temperatures. Now to the Middle East. U.S. F-18 fighter jets launching from a carrier to strike multiple targets in Yemen belonging to Iran-backed Houthi militants in response to ongoing attacks by them on Red Sea shipping and other targets, including U.S. forces in the region. There are questions whether the coalition strike might have been compromised by the British media. The Houthis effectively got a two-hour heads-up on the strikes themselves after reporters in the U.K. leaked the plans. U.S. officials have not said whether that leak undermined the impact at all. Fox correspondent Jackie Heinrich Retired General Jack Keane tells Fox News the U.S. needs to stop dancing around the real power behind all the trouble. The center of gravity for the aggression in the Middle East that we're experiencing is Iran. And to deter the proxies themselves by hitting them will not be sufficient. We have got to go after Iran. His sentiments echoed by Wisconsin Republican Congressman Mike Gallagher. I hope this marks the beginning of a shift in the administration's posture towards Iran and its proxies. We will have to get more aggressive, but I'm not holding my breath. There are reports the Houthis have already launched at least one missile towards shipping traffic since that overnight U.S.-led strike. Israel defending its actions in Gaza in the International Court of Justice today, accused by South Africa of genocide in Gaza. Defense of the Israelis, the legal team, it's the fault of Hamas because it hides behind civilian locations like hospitals and schools, puts its tunnels and its forces and its uh, militant sites in these locations that that is what has led to the dangers of the civilian population. The BBC's Yolanda Nell. The winter weather system headed our way is bringing bitter cold to the Midwest, including Iowa, where Republicans will hold caucuses Monday night. Candidate Ron DeSantis. I got more reinforcements with layers of clothes on the way. I want to focus on what can we do so that hardworking people can get ahead again. None of that will happen in this election if Trump is the nominee. Rival Nikki Haley says cold or not, picking a president is huge for America. You set the tone for the country. That's governorships, that's health, that's Senate, that's all the way down to the school board. This voter's main concern, inflation. I'm in shock. I just told my husband the other day, do you know how much that orange juice costs? 
Democrats won't caucus. They'll mail in their picks. Next up after Iowa, the New Hampshire primaries. Former President Donald Trump blasting the civil fraud case brought against him in New York. Trump took New York's attorney general to task for bringing the case in the first place. He's got serious Trump derangement syndrome. There's no question about Letitia James, the corrupt attorney general of New York. Responding James. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how rich you are, no one is above the law. A campaign visit to Allentown this afternoon for President Biden, who will give a speech touting Bidenomics during a visit to a cafe. He spoke for the first time on Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's secretive hospital stay. Here's Fox White House correspondent Peter Ducey. He says it's a lapse in judgment for Austin not to have told him earlier what was going on. Very uncommon for a president to criticize a cabinet secretary, particularly since in this case, President Biden says he is not going to ask for Austin's resignation and his staff is telling us that he would not accept a resignation if one was offered. Next to Texas, which has ordered the National Guard to block U.S. border agents from patrolling an area along the Rio Grande in Eagle Pass, which has been used as a federal migrant holding area. They have an emergency declaration from the governor. This is something that the city didn't sign up for. Eagle Pass Mayor Rolando Salinas. A major mid-air mishap has earned Boeing greater government oversight. The FAA today said it will intensify its oversight of Boeing's aircraft craft production. The announcement came a week after a panel blew off one of the company's new 737 MAX 9 jetliners being flown by Alaska Airlines. The agency wants to know if the door plug was manufactured to meet the design approved by regulators. CBS's Christopher Cruz and a major rental car company is pulling the plug on its new electric vehicle fleet. Hertz says it's going to sell a third of its electric vehicle rental fleet, some 20,000 vehicles, many of them Teslas, because of weak customer demand. CBS's Steve Kathan. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, the top's shooter facing capital punishment, Governor Hochul and New York's migrant crisis, and previewing the Bills-Steelers playoff game. The call for tonight is cloudy. Snow, sleet, and rain. Diminishing to rain showers late after light slushy accumulation for some. Winds ramping up this evening. Gusting past 50 miles an hour in spots will then diminish some late tonight. Tomorrow, cloudy. Snow showers after morning rain showers could accumulate an inch or two in western New York. Falling temperatures through the 30s. Winds ramping up. Gusting past 50 miles an hour for some in the afternoon and evening. Areas of heavy lake snow Saturday night and Sunday east of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. Elsewhere, blustery with flurries. High temperatures Sunday, upper teens to the upper 20s. Thank you. Kevin, now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and PA. Death for Peyton Gendron. That's what federal prosecutors are seeking in the case of the Buffalo Tops shooter who killed 10 black people in a racially motivated killing. Mark Talley, whose mother Geraldine was one of the victims, tells WKBW he'd rather see Gendron's punishment drawn out. I will want him to suffer as long as I'm alive, whether it's 20 years, 40 years, 60 years. I want to see him suffer being whether county jail or prison close to the city in which he affected so much that day. Gendron was not present at a court session this afternoon. Governor Kathy Hochul unveiled a hodgepodge of policy items in her State of the State address, but one of them that was absent the migrant crisis plaguing New York. She does not want to touch that with a 10-foot pole uh, because it really is going to hurt the congressional delegation election effort this year. But she's going to have to. This is going to be an issue that is not going away. Jason McGuire, executive director of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Because it's an election year, not for the governor, but for Congress and for every member of the state legislature, the Democrats are very nervous about leaning too far left in a state even like New York that is starting to vote more Republican. The governor's budget address is due out next week. A government watchdog group in Pennsylvania is concerned about the proliferation of disinformation this election year. Some of the mainstream media sources that many Pennsylvanians and Americans rely on for their news and information 
take funding from left-leaning organizations and donors. The Associated Press is a prime example of that. Michael Gear, president of the Pennsylvania Family Institute. So as we're looking for election information, sometimes it's the news sources that are the source of the misinformation, which is why I encourage people to listen to programs like yours, news sources like you, and to tie in with credible organizations to get the information about the issues they care about. Gears worried the same kinds of election integrity issues we witnessed in 2020 could crop up again in 2024 in Pennsylvania. A Rochester man asked to leave a city ambulance several weeks ago has since died. It happened in late November. The man was apparently suffering some type of medical condition, refused to leave the ambulance. Here's the audio from Wham News. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he will not get out of our truck. Okay. And he's got to go. Looks like they want you out. They want you out, sir. I hear you. I probably try to control my stuff a little bit better. Police say the man became violent with EMTs at the scene. Minutes later, he was left on the sidewalk. He died shortly before Christmas. Rochester Mayor Malik Evans. We must get to the bottom of this. We must understand how and why this occurred. And we must identify processes and safeguards to ensure that this does not ever happen again. The ambulance company involved has launched its own internal review. The NTSB out with a preliminary report on the December plane crash that claimed the life of a Johnstown, Pennsylvania businessman. Here's Family Life's Brian Query. John Burley was killed December 29th when his plane crashed after departing from Erie en route to the Johnstown Cambria County Airport. Authorities noted that Burley was flying under visual flight rules and was not in communication with air traffic control. The plane was also not equipped with any instrument rating and was unable to properly record weather conditions. The plane crashed in a wooded area in Marionville as Burley was attempting to make a left turn 1,300 feet above ground level. Brian Query, Family Life News. Uh, thank you, Brian. A commission reviewing how PA doles out money to public schools says the state's shortchanging districts to the tune of $5.4 billion. Public school activist Michael Churchill. For many, many years, the local districts have been saying, what have we been doing wrong? Why are we having so much trouble providing the services that we need, even though we're taxing relatively highly? And the answer has been, it hasn't been the district's problem. It's been the Harrisburg's problem in not providing sufficient support. Pennsylvania school districts will learn how much aid they can expect to get from Harrisburg next month when Governor Shapiro goes public with his budget address before a joint session of the General Assembly. Well, yep, playoff time for the NFL and two local teams of interest. Lockhorns this weekend, the Buffalo Bills hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers 1 p.m. Sunday in what should be a chilly game. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. We got familiarity with Buffalo. We got familiarity with that venue. I'm sure they say similar things about us. Um, it's January football. Bills QB Josh Allen. We're very fortunate to be playing another game. There's a lot of a lot of teams that aren't. Um, so this is a, a very inspired group right now. We just love that we're able to come in here and, and do what we love to do. Bills are 10-point favorites. The Nightly Market Report is up next, brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks are mixed today to end the trading week. Markets overall are up this week with the Dow gaining 0.65%, the S&P 500 gaining 1.77%, and the NASDAQ adding more than 3%. Big banks reported earnings today with both J.P. Morgan and Bank of America reporting a profit loss in the last quarter due to regulatory fees associated with the regional banking crisis. While CPI came in hotter than expected yesterday, today's producer price index data showed cooling inflation for producers. PPI month-over-month data decreasing in line with the consensus and in line with the prior report. 
Google is cutting hundreds of jobs in their hardware, engineering, and Google Assistance divisions. This coming after Amazon announced a job cut in their own lines of business. Markets will be closed on Monday in remembrance of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Gains in the S&P 500 sector today coming from energy and real estate. Losses from consumer discretionary and health care. Crude oil closing above $72 a barrel. The Dow fell 118 points. The Nasdaq was up to in the S&P 500 gain three. Faithward Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at faithwardadvisors.com. Uh, thank you very much, Dave. This is the five o'clock report on family life. Are you an impulse spender? You see something shiny and new and you just have to have it? Hi, I'm Rob West with a Faith and Finance Minute. Maybe it's a new pair of expensive shoes or the latest smartphone, even though yours still works fine and has more features than you'll ever use. You feel great about the purchase at first, but later the bill comes and you wonder what you were thinking. Maybe you weren't thinking, but instead just feeling, making an emotional decision to buy something you didn't need. Instead, keep Keep a 30-day list. Jot down everything you see and want to buy but don't absolutely need and the date. Purchase only essentials during that time. When the 30 days are up, review your list and you might find you don't even want those items any longer. And you get to keep your money. Manage your finances wisely with the easy-to-use FaithFi app. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance, from your app store or learn more at faithfi.com. Good advice there. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, go ahead, sing along. Oh, rubber ducky, you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Rubber ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Powerful storm moving through the Great Lakes will bring a variety of inclement weather conditions to our region this weekend. Rain, ice, snow, wind, rising, then plummeting temperatures all in the mix. So stay alert and be safe as you're traveling this weekend. The call for tonight is cloudy. Snow, sleet, and rain, then diminishing to rain showers late after light slushy accumulation for some. Winds ramping up this evening, gusting past 50 miles an hour in spots will then diminish some late tonight. For tomorrow, cloudy, snow showers after morning rain showers could accumulate an inch or two in western New York, falling temperatures through the 30s, winds ramping up, gusting past 50 miles an hour for some in the afternoon and evening. Areas of heavy lake snow Saturday night and Sunday, east of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. Elsewhere, blustery with flurries. High temperatures Sunday, upper teens to the upper 20s. Uh, thanks, Kevin. Sounds like quite the mess. Finally at 5. Love a You're the one. You make bath time. Ernie loved his. Your kids probably love theirs. And secretly, truth be told, so do a lot of grown-ups. Tomorrow is Rubber Ducky Day. You see, the popular tubby toy has seen a lot of variations in history. First designed in the 1800s when Charles Goodyear pioneered rubber manufacturing. But when World War II hit and a rubber shortage came along with that, toy manufacturers switched over to plastic and vinyl. And it's kind of stayed that way, it seems. If you ever see a random rubber ducky floating in the ocean, maybe it got there back in 1992. That's when 28,000 rubber ducks on a ship bound for Washington went overboard during a storm. They apparently floated all the way to the Arctic, got trapped in the ice for a while, then were slowly thawed out into the Atlantic Ocean, where thousands of them remain. Ernie's famous Sesame Street ode to his favy tubby pal came out in 1970. In one episode, he said his ducky's birthday was January 13th, hence tomorrow being Rubber Ducky Day. Hope everything's just ducky for you this weekend. That's the world we live in for Friday, January 12th, 2024. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a blessed weekend. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.